The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event and SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live on a Friday, March 25th. A few minutes past 7 o'clock this morning, 865-255-03 is the number to the Iris Network's hotline. It is Friday, truly the best day of the week. Hope you are having a fantastic morning. Sorry we scared you a little bit if you were dialed in, ready to rock and roll. Had a little power outage outage here uh, in the middle of the night, so... Had to crank everything back up, wake everything back up, but we are in the building. We are here. We here. Ben McKee, live from the Low T Center Studio. Ben, good morning, man. Good morning. One more week of only having to deal with that kind of stuff, and then you're home free. No, I was going to deal with it because it ain't going nowhere. Yeah, but one, once a week is, is much different than than five days a week, 365. That's yeah, true. We, but we uh, we here. We here. We're glad to be here with you. We got a, uh, you know, looking at things going on around the hill. Got some things to discuss, Ben. Got some things to discuss. Big time baseball series this weekend uh, against not the number one team, Ole Miss. Number one versus number one. Number one versus number one, I guess, right? Right. Um, but big time series against Ole Miss. Tennessee is hosting a impact type of player this weekend, and Brew McCoy, who is registered, but it's not final. It's not final that he is going to be a Tennessee volunteer. He's, he still has to like the place. So if everything works out. Like we have discussed over the last couple of weeks, couple of months, then we can see Brew McCoy being added to this Tennessee roster. Ben, are you ready? Are you ready to rock and roll? I'm always ready to rock and roll. Last night was the Sweet 16 in the West region, also in the South region where Arkansas knocked off Gonzaga. Duke knocked off Texas Tech. Houston knocked off Arizona. And Villanova knocked off Michigan. Was there a game that surprised you more than another game? No, none of the results surprised me, although last night did officially kill my bracket. I had Gonzaga over Arizona in the national championship game. Yes. Gave Gonzaga the benefit of the doubt for once and yet again came up short in the NCAA tournament. I I have always stuck to my guns about not rolling with the Zags in March, but I I thought that they had somewhat turned the corner last year by making it to the national championship game. And I also did not think that Arkansas would be able to beat them. That that team is just boring to watch. And I, I think that's why we struggle to evaluate that team properly, Swain. 
And my my theory on why we don't think they're very good, but they keep winning is Jalen Williams. He and his stupid charges that he draws just throws teams out of rhythm, and, and they are unable to snap out of that rhythm. In Fayetteville, when Tennessee played there, he was drawing charges, and Tennessee could not get into a rhythm. Well documented. We talked about it all week after that Saturday. Comes to Knoxville, I don't I don't recall him drawing a single charge. Nope. They called the blocking on him a couple times. And, and what do you know? Tennessee gets into rhythm. And <laughs> I know Arkansas came back late in that second half, but for the most part, Tennessee ran them out of the gym. And then last night, Mark Fuse talking after the game, and he's discussing how Gonzaga could not get into any type of rhythm. And what do you know? Jalen Williams was drawing charges. So I, I think the questionable calls that go in Jalen Williams' favor night in and night out is kind of the reason why, okay, Arkansas doesn't really pass the eye test, yet they continue to win. How is this happening? Defense. He, yes, defense. And I also think it's the, the the questionable calls that Jalen Williams has been getting the benefit of the doubt on because on on the nights where he's getting those calls, offenses they just can't get into rhythm. If 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 he's getting those calls against Duke, then Arkansas is probably going to beat Duke. If if he's not getting those calls, I bet Duke wins by eight, ten, twelve points. But no result really surprised me. the The only thing for me last night personally, was that it just killed my bracket. Uh, I had Texas Tech beating Duke, and and Duke looked tremendous there in the second half, and and mostly the entire game aside from the start. It it was very much a back-and-forth game, but they really turned it up in the second half. They they looked really good. That was probably the best that they've looked all year, and that that was a very impressive win over a really good Texas Tech team that is physical and plays really tough defense. Best defense in the country. Mm Mm-hmm. So that, that was very impressive by Coach K's group. Uh, and then Houston beating Arizona wasn't really surprising. But, man, did they earn some respect last night. I, I just don't understand how Kelvin Sampson is doing this with without two of his best players being banked up throughout the year. It's, it's pretty remarkable. And then Michigan-Villanova, I, I didn't pay a ton of t- – of attention to it because I was watching Arkansas Gonzaga. Yeah, me too. And I had Villanova Michigan on my iPad, but the other game was on the main TV, and it, it was just it looked boring. So I didn't pay much attention. The the only thing that I would say for that game is that every time I looked up, Hunter Dickinson was missing a shot. Didn't even didn't even break twenty points. So stupid. <laughs> Sorry, man. See, it makes. This is kind of what I was getting at yesterday, is that it makes the loss even more frustrating and maddening. Whereas if they if they would have just rolled out there and played like gangbusters, then it would have been easier to swallow. Oh, okay, Tennessee lost to that team? Okay. Tennessee's just going to make shots the last eight minutes. I, I get it. So, I know. I know, man. That, but I didn't pay much attention to that game. That game looked very boring, so I did not put much energy into it. I know. I, I, dude, I'm the same way. I was trying to watch the game. I just couldn't. I didn't want to see, you know, Brooks, Eli Brooks with his Drake-looking self. <laughs> I didn't want to see it, man. Well, and the first shot of the game for Michigan was an Eli Brooks running hook shot, 
in the paint that, that, that he clanks off the rim. I didn't want to see it. After he, he makes a, a miracle shot. And the one against Tennessee was more of a prayer. Like he, he, he threw that up and prayed while it was in the air. Where the one against Villanova last night, it was more of a legitimate hook shot. But still, clank that one off the rim. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to see Michigan. Now, I did, I did turn it into the end. You, you didn't but, see Hunter Dickinson doing the arm between the legs this time? No, I didn't see him do it. He didn't have a reason to do it. I did turn it into the turn it on uh, the game at the end when Villanova, the best free throw shooting team in the country, was hit the bottom of the nets to seal the deal. I ain't going to lie, Ben. I kind of liked it. Matter of fact, I did like it. I told you yesterday I ain't want to see Michigan advance. Get them out of here because Hunter Dickinson – was doing too much. Yeah, I I like Villanova. I I don't have any issues with Villanova. I really like Jay Wright. Yep. They're they've always been a fun team to watch under his regime. But I only wanted Michigan to win because they had just beaten Tennessee. If, if Michigan, yeah, make me feel better about myself. If they had not beaten Tennessee, then then I definitely would have been. Not that I was rooting for really anybody, but I would have been pulling for for Villanova. The the real Villanova. Vanderbilt. I know, right? The real the real college team with the V logo. It's it's hard not to unsee that logo and then see all the other logos and, and, and see the other team's logo that is better than what Vanderbilt's trying to do right now. So it's Virginia, Villanova are the two that kinda of stand out because Virginia played in the NIT a couple couple days ago and then Villanova last night, but uh, anybody, anybody still has a team left that you picked in the West and South region? I don't have any teams left in the Final Four. Well, never mind. I do have two teams that can get to the Final Four. Um, I did. Pre- I picked Purdue and Kansas. I did pick Tennessee to beat Houston. I had Houston beating Arizona. And I did have Arkansas beating Memphis, but I had Memphis beating Gonzaga. I, I just thought one of those two teams would beat Gonzaga. I was not sold. I'm not sold on the schedule during the regular season. I'm not sold on the toughness. I thought uh, watching Chet Holmgren, he was a unicorn as far as his his skill set being as tall as he as he is. But I just felt like when it was time to bang, he wasn't going to be able to do that and adjust. So uh, had some trouble against Memphis. Gonzaga still won, and then against against Arkansas, the the same thing happened. All these Tony from Huntsville, Alabama had a. I mean, he's the key for the Arkansas team, man. He's the glue. He's the glue. He can defend all four positions. He's been shooting the ball well. I mean, he's the key, man. And remember, he was out when we played him uh-huh. here. So, um, good friend of mine came up to the game to Arkansas. Tennessee game because he's friends with Aldis Tony. Um, he coached him. So you use Arkansas's tickets. I could have got tickets, but I was like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to go. I don't want to go, and definitely I don't want to go using Arkansas's tickets. Um, but Aldis Tony did not play that game. And um, not saying that's the, that's the reason why Tennessee won. Tennessee was just better that day. But he is a key piece to their team. 865-255-03. I did see Brew McCoy's real name, though. Bruh? No. And earlier when you said that, I don't, I can't remember exactly what you said. It's not 100% that he's coming to Tennessee yet. 
Well, you said that he's enrolled or something like that. I mean, he's listed in the registry. Of, right. Yeah. It's been floating around on, on social media and floating around. You know, people hit a screenshot of his name. That does not, does not mean he's 100% coming to Tennessee. Correct. So, we'll, we'll see what happens. He'll, he'll be here this weekend. I think he has a great opportunity at Tennessee if he chooses to do so. Now, I will also add, from Tennessee's perspective, he does not automatically solve Tennessee's receiver room. I mean, the guy only has 21 career catches. A lot of talent in that body. I believe he was a five-star coming out of high school. That's true. Palos Verdes Estates, California. Say that right? Yep. Sounds good to me. You nailed it. Thank you. Thank you. And it's weird, though. USC's had a nice line of big-time receivers the last couple of years despite being down. Seems like they have a a big-time receiver coming out every single year. This year it's Drake London. Yep. A couple of years ago is my guy, Juju Smith-Schuster. Your guy. I love Juju. And why is everybody mad about him making a TikTok? I don't understand. I don't want people bad. I'm just tired of looking at it. But I ain't mad about it. I mean, everybody likes to watch other TikToks. Why can't Juju make his own TikTok? It's not like he's supposed to be playing in a football game right then and there. I don't know why people are mad. I just I just didn't understand that on my timeline the last couple of days. But it, anyways, uh, Brew McCord definitely has talent. My point is that he... He still has some things to prove because, again, he only has 21 career catches. And and that was in 2020, which I, I don't know how many games USC played in 2020 during that COVID season. Uh, so 21 catches for 236 and two touchdowns may, may be better than it appears because it, it looks like he only played in five games. Uh, 21 catches in five games is much different than 21 catches in – and 12 games, mm-hmm. much different. So uh, he, he still has a lot to prove, even even despite those numbers in, in that short season. Didn't play last year, it, it looks like. So he, he still got quite a bit to prove. But it, it would be a big step in the right direction for Tennessee. And as we discussed yesterday, if you can add him to the fold, you can add a Tyler Steen, the tackle, transfer from Vandy, who's mm-hmm. going to be at Alabama this weekend with that Kentucky last weekend. If if you can add those two, then your offense is looking quite different, and, and you're feeling a whole lot better about the offense. The huge get. Big get. Big get. Big get. No, he doesn't solve your receiver issues, but he just gives you more options when guys that you may count on not produce. So anytime you can add that type of athletic ability to your room, it sure makes it easier for the coach. The coach can't teach 6'3", 205 pounds and speed and quickness. He can't teach that. But he can teach you what to do versus cover two, um, how to settle down in a cover two hole for a hole throw, he can teach you how to hold the ball high and tight, um, when to catch the ball with your body, when to catch the ball with your hands. He can't teach you those things. But he can't teach you how to be a freak. And usually five-star guys physically are a little bit more advanced than everybody else. So 
that was a couple years ago. He ain't a five-star right now. He hasn't played. So, uh, but he is, he does possess those abilities. And if you look at Tennessee's offense, look what Tennessee's offense was able to, to, to do at wide receiver with a bunch of dudes coming into the season that really wasn't at the top of the league as far as rooms, receiver rooms. And finished as one of the top top two or three. So I'm sure Hypo's like, hey man, we gotta get some more talent in here. I don't know if these guys are gonna produce. You know, we gotta just bring some more guys, some more insurances just 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 in case. And I think Drew McCoy can do that if if he likes it on his visit, everything works out. It is not a done deal. It's not a done deal at all. No problem being excited to see his his name there, but it does not mean he is officially coming to Tennessee. 865-255-03. We'll be right back. If you want to be part of the show, Call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Hello? Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. 
The search is over. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, subscribe to the Swain Event channel on YouTube. In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller, and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the Big Orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. Fellas. When it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the MN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you, because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. 
so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work from anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. the SEC Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live from the Low T Center Studio. Hour one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Man. Is it going to be hot or cold? Which one is it? Hot or cold? Just let me know. Hiller's going to be doing some work in people's homes. Oh, this weather's giving people the okie doke. All right, Ben, what we got? A, a nice little list of things to discuss today. We'll start with football, where the SEC has named 40-year football coaching veteran David Cutcliffe the special assistant to the commissioner for football relations. Coach Cut going to be working with Greg Sankey in Birmingham moving forward. This was announced yesterday afternoon. As special assistant to the Commissioner for Football Relations, Cutcliffe will provide guidance to the SEC Commissioner's Office for the purpose of enhancing the overall quality of football competition in the SEC in areas including game management, communications, playing rules, national policies, and scheduling best practices. Among his responsibilities will be to establish and maintain effective working relationships with the SEC head football coaches and key constituents for the purpose of advancing SEC football. Work with SEC staff to review, develop, and implement football competition policies, identify policies for consideration by the SEC and or NCAA intended to enhance and improve the overall quality of college football and communicate regularly with SEC head football coaches on key issues. So David Cutcliffe is going to be working down in Birmingham. Tennessee fans are going to have to watch what they say about Birmingham now and the SEC offices. You're going to throw Coach Cut under the bus? You're going to disrespect Coach Cut? Huh? 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 Coach Cut was a hot commodity. Remember, his name was tied to Steve Sarkeesian and Texas program. A.K.A. Texas was trying to get Arch Manning. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I, think, I think there's a lot of programs that just wanted – 
um, Coach Cut's expertise. Even Tennessee wanted wanted him, and I think Coach Cut wanted to impact play a you know, impact the game in a significant way with his experience. Remember, he is from Birmingham, and him him and his wife get a chance to kind of go back to where it all started and have a huge impact, a bigger impact than just on one program. So couldn't pick anyone better as Greg Sankey has more things on his plate. Good to have someone like Coach Cut, who's experienced, seasoned, respected, working alongside him. So don't have to worry about NIL deals and transfer portal stuff. Now as a coach, I think older coaches are are over that. I think Coach K is getting out at the right time. Roe Williams got out. I think we're going to see more more coaches feel that way. But this is a perfect, perfect fit for Coach Cut and the SEC. The other football news I have for you is a key injury at Kentucky. This is an article in the Courier-Journal. It says that less than one-third of the way through spring practice, Kentucky football's depth concerns in the defensive secondary are growing. Junior defensive back Vito Tisdale will miss the entire 2022 season after suffering a knee injury in practice this week. Mark Stoops confirmed Thursday. Tisdale entered the offseason as Kentucky's top option at nickel, but was also spending practice time at corner. Mark Stoops said, it's definitely a big loss for our team, especially for Vito because he's a very good and very active football player, very versatile. And uh, Stoops said earlier this spring that Tisdale was one of the defense's best 11 players. So key injury there for Kentucky. And Tennessee not the only team experiencing depth issues in the secondary this spring. Kentucky is as well. Uh, Three quick basketball notes for you before we talk about some Tennessee news that came out yesterday. Go Vols! The the basketball transfer portal is popping. Kentucky's Dante Allen has entered the portal. Auburn's Devin Cambridge has entered the portal. I think they pushed him in there. And LSU guard Xavier Pinson Mm. is in the portal. Mm, Xavier Pinson, three years at Missouri, transferred to LSU for a year, and now he's back in the portal. I like Xavier Pinson. I do do question why he was attracted to Will Wade, though, but I think I know why. He probably got a big-ass offer. We got got nice offers. We've got legal legal nice offers. (laughs) We got legal nice offers. Hmm. I don't know if he would fit into our culture, but... Big guard, defensively is good. Always crazy on shot. He's a finisher around the basket. Smart, experienced. <laughs> I like Xavier Pinson. You like? I do. And you know Rick Barnes and Conzo, they have they have a relationship. Hands. So all you have to do is call up Conzo, get the get the T. Hands. Yeah, man. I, Hands. I when I saw Xavier Pinson in the portal, I was like, hmm. Hands. But be a one-year stopgap, and you already had that with Kennedy Chandler. As great as Kennedy was, I, I wouldn't mind it honestly. Let him roll, or any point guard. I've I've been saying the last week or so, or all this week since the season ended, I I would not mind at all another 
veteran point guard like a James Daniel from a couple of years ago and and be a bridge to B.J. Edwards so you don't put as much pressure on B.J. Edwards to to perform at a high level right away alongside mm-hmm. Zakai Ziegler. So Zakai Ziegler plus Xavier Pinson, even if Pinson's a, a one-year holdover, and then he, he bridges that gap until B.J.'s ready as a sophomore. I like that idea. We'll, we'll see what happens. Speaking of uh, transfer additions, the Lady Vols picked up a significant transfer. Huge. Yesterday, Mississippi State transfer forward Rakia Jackson announced her commitment to Tennessee. She tweeted out at 206, three photos of herself in a Lady Vols uniform. And I'm here, is what she tweeted with a orange emoji we need him. she is she's really really good she led mississippi state in scoring in her first two seasons and averaged 20 points and nearly seven rebounds in 15 games this past season we need we need exactly what she brings to the table yes we do need some more ball handling and some more um cut down on the turnovers yeah we need we need that got some talented but young inexperienced guards we need we need some some better guard play, but whoo, that's a good one. Especially with Ray Braille moving on, Ray Braille uh, can play the three, and obviously she's on the perimeter. But a go getter at the four position is very important too because you lose Alexis Die. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a huge get for Kelly Harper. Yes, and she would have been one of the best players on this year's team. Yep. And with the injuries shaking out the way that they did, uh, she may have been the best player on the team. Maybe. Uh, along with Jordan Horston. So maybe. maybe. She'll, she'll be really fun to watch next year. And, and quickly mentioning the Lady Vols in case we don't get back to them today. They, they are back in action tomorrow. There's a nice send-off for them yesterday leaving campus. Uh, I was arriving on campus to, to listen to – the GOAT Tony Vitello speak, and and then... Best recruiter in the country. Tim Banks, he spoke. We'll, we'll get to Tim Banks' comments, and uh, we'll also get to the comments of uh, freshman Jordan Phillips, who was very impressive at the podium, his first time meeting with the media. Uh, Elijah Herring, also very impressive, and, and he's starting to turn some heads uh, from a leadership standpoint as an early enrollee. He looked grown. He, he actually grown. He, he acts grown, and I, I don't know how much he is going to play, but I, I think he's going to be in the rotation at inside linebacker. I think he'll play more as a true freshman than Aaron Willis did last year as a true freshman. And, and maybe that's unfair to say Willis. because Willis was suspended last spring, and that really set him behind the eight ball, self-inflicted or not. He was still behind the eight ball because he, he missed spring for the most part. He missed all spring, didn't he? Or did he come back like with a week or two left? I think he missed all spring. Yeah, I know he was. Well, I he know missed he a good chunk of it at minimum. Uh, so maybe unfair to say that Elijah Herring will have a better true freshman season, but I I, I think he, Elijah Herring's going to be really good for Tennessee. And Turkey Man, that that's a guy who did not please the Stargazers. Just a, a measly old three star coming out, not ranked very high. I'm I'm joking with you. Turkey man, he's going to be really good for Tennessee. But anyways, on my way to campus to listen to, to all those young men 
speak uh, as as well as who's the third uh, Byron Young he also spoke he he was the veteran that spoke we got two freshmen Jordan Phillips Elijah Herring and, and then Byron Young also spoke uh, but on my way over there the the Lady Vols were having their send off underneath TBA pulling out and there's a nice crowd over there that that was really cool to see and they'll be back in action uh, tomorrow at 4 p.m. against one seed Louisville 4 p.m. Eastern ESPN 2 I'm a little surprised that Louisville is only seven and a half point favorites according to my ESPN app I I honestly thought that that line would be a little bit bigger Tamara Key got got to have a game of her, of her life yep she's got to go beast Ray, mode Ray Burrell got to Turn it up, too. Yeah, she's she's got to go off. Uh, the other basketball news from yesterday was with the men's team, and that was Rick Barnes received a contract extension. Now, it was a one-year extension. Love it. Absolutely. Love to see it. It was a $100,000 raise. Deserves it. And we'll, we'll just have one year added to his contract. So it's it's not a six-year extension for such and such amount of, of money. It wasn't a Tony Vitello type of contract extension. But Rick uh, will now be making 5.77 annually. And his deal Ooh. is worth 28 0.85 cool. over the course of his contract. I completely agree with you. And Danny White had some really cool comments, I thought, about Rick Barnes and really hit the nail on the head as to, to why a program wants to, to award Rick Barnes this, aside from the fact that they just won an SEC championship for the first time in 43 <laughs> years. Uh, Danny White said, Rick has built an incredible culture within our men's basketball program that has spread throughout Vol Nation. I've had a blast watching the best fan base in the country embrace this team and create the most electric environment in college basketball. Coach Barnes's leadership is steady, and his players exude high character. They take pride in representing our university and in the state of Tennessee with class and an unrivaled competitive drive. I love it. Great love, quote there, Danny. Love it. Love it. Love it. Man, Danny, Danny, Danny's the fan favorite now. Amongst most. Amongst most. You, you amongst know, most. There, you know there were the, some. The ticket people. Yeah, the folks that had the, um, the changes with the tickets, and I certainly understand that. So, well, but, I was even just directly talking about giving Barnes a, a one-year extension. Most people were were thrilled about the news because most people love Rick Barnes. But you you know there's 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 those select few that were were not happy with it. Was he done in March? Who cares about all that other stuff? Hmm. Yeah. Good job, good job, Danny. That's right. Re- reward your coaches for being successful and doing something that hasn't been done in forty three years. That's that's. You, you want qualified assistant coaches to continue to come here and want to be a part of Rick Barnes' staff because you know that the administration is going to take care of the staff. And then if Rick Barnes does decide to retire in the you know, near future or whatever, 
you want to attract top candidates because you know that Rick Barnes is taken care of. So, great move by Danny White. Not like it's a huge surprise. I mean, come on now. Like, the finish was amazing. A one-year extension is the least that you can do. So, love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. STL Vol says, can you explain to me why Tennessee fans can't help, can't see what Rick Barnes inherited and what he has built? I don't understand. Uh, because some people are um, comfortable being miserable and comfortable pulling other people down and being negative um, and creating hysteric, hysteria and um, drama fuels them and they ain't complaining or bitching about something, then it's not a normal day for them. I mean, that's, that's, that's all I got. That's all I got. So, um, one year extension. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. He has had his shortcomings in the NCAA tournament. Swain and I both made note of that, talked about it, recognized that earlier this week. I believe it was Monday. We, we, we recognized that Rick has had his shortcomings at Tennessee specifically in the NCAA tournament, but he still has had a great amount of success at Tennessee. He's played in three SEC title games and finally got uh, Tennessee over the hump and won Tennessee's first SEC title game in 43 years. And I, I know that he has been underwhelming in the NCAA tournament, but over the course of Tennessee history, I mean, he, he he's his percentages, winning percentage in uh, the tournament is not far off from, from Bruce Pearl or Don DeVoe, who apparently has one more NCAA tournament win than him. And Tennessee sports and, and or stat in sports, whatever uh, their the Twitter handle is, they had a good tweet yesterday about the amount of wins that Rick Barnes has racked up at Tennessee and the, the years that he has put together. He's led Tennessee to three 25 or more win seasons, which is more than any other coach in program history. In 2017-18, 26 wins. 2018-19, 31 wins. 2021-22, 27 wins. Love it, love it. And think of all the awesome wins that we have been able to enjoy over the course of the of, of that time. So, yes, the, the NCAA tournament has been a little underwhelming. As I said on Monday, though, I, I think there's uh, circumstances that need to be mentioned with, with different games. And, and, again, I don't I don't necessarily fault Rick for the Purdue loss or, or even the Michigan loss. I, I just I, – I thought it was a coin flip type of situation, and, and unfortunately the, the breaks did not go Tennessee's way in, in those particular games. And, and it just kind of is what it is. Those games were a part of March Madness. And unfortunately, Tennessee doesn't get to play Michigan in a seven-game series like you, you get to do in the NBA. Uh, they, they didn't get to play Purdue in a seven-game series in, in the like they do in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be your best on, on that. Day and against Michigan, Tennessee was the better team for 30 minutes. 
and unfortunately, the last ten minutes dictated the the outcome of the game. And Tony Vitello discussing how glad he is that his sport is is not one and done was very telling, because you can show up and well, let's say Drew Gilbert doesn't hit that grand slam, and Tennessee loses to Wright State, they their season isn't done. They can still come back and fight their way out of the weekend. It would have been much more difficult, but technically possible, could have crawled their way out of that hole. Whereas in basketball, I mean, you're done. <laughs> if, if Drew Gilbert doesn't hit that grand slam, super regional, two out of three. College World Series, double elimination. So uh, I, I do think there's some circumstances that need to be mentioned with a couple of Rick's NCAA tournament losses. But for the most part, Rick, Rick Barnes has been just – crazy successful at Tennessee and, and provided a lot of great memories for Tennessee fans. For sure. For for sure. Uh, also, Darren Barnett signed a two-year extension with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I know some of the Eagle fans, and they're, listen, they're brutal. They're very demanding. They're about to bump. They were on, they were on Darren Barnett about the personal files and things like that, which is honestly fair. But he is a professional. He gives you all that he has. Every single day, he steps in between the white lines, and um, that's the type of guy you want in your locker room. So, uh, he signs an extension with the Philadelphia Eagles. Justin Coleman gets a deal with the Seahawks. He's going back to the Seahawks. That's right. Let's go. That's right. You know, Juwan, a couple weeks ago, signed a uh, 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 extension. So, our guys are making it happen in the NFL. Hour two, coming up. <laughs> 